I've never had a conversation with anyone who's you know, setting out to be wasteful. Um, the reality of our, our food system, and this is from you know our own kitchens at home through to large-scale manufacturing, is there is waste built into the system. All of those challenges that, that can lead to waste, they're very real, and the solutions aren't necessarily simple or cheap. So, um, yeah, no one's for it but it's not necessarily a simple challenge. This week on Dirty Linen, I am just lazing around in the background as I handball the podcast to Joe Barrett, author and chef. We are celebrating the release of Joe Barrett's amazing book, Sustain, groundbreaking recipes and skills that could save the planet. Uh, we have already done an incredible chat with Billy Stoughton and Joe is following up with another very special guest today. I will let her tell you all about it. Take it away, Joe. Thanks, Danny. I'm really, really pumped to be speaking with Sam Oakton. He is the head of the Australian Food Pact at Stop Food Waste Australia. For those of you who don't know, Stop Food Waste Australia is a partnership involving organisations who operate along the farm-to-fork food supply chain who are committed to reducing food waste by half by 2030, which is an incredible feat. With seed funding from the Australian government and support from the state government, industry and the food rescue sector, these partnerships bring together the bright minds of food to realise the economic, environmental and social opportunities that come with tackling food waste. Sam is super interesting and he has some incredible statistics and he works with a whole other level of food waste on the industrial and government level. I'm keen to find out what food waste looks like in that kind of area and also how this impacts people like you and me at home. Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me and I'm sure I've missed something in that <laughs> introduction I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about yourself and I'm keen to know, have you always been interested in the food industry? Yeah, my pleasure, Joe, and, and thanks for having me on. Really looking forward to this chat. Um, yes, I've always been interested in food. I grew up, if you haven't picked it up in my accent already, I, I grew up on a small dairy farm in the Waikato in New Zealand and uh, had a, a passion for um, how our food is produced. I went on to study agricultural science um, and then realised uh, that our food system has should be part of the solutions uh, to some of the big challenges that we're facing uh, in the world, in society and in, in food. Um, so I've really channeled my career around uh, how the food system and waste as a part of that uh, can be part of the solution. So now working in food waste. Well, I mean, do all Kiwis work in dairy? That's my, my next question. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, just 98%, I think, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I didn't know what Stop Food Waste Australia was until I recently met you at the CSIRO. And I was, I'm really keen to, I guess, get a bit more of an insight because I've looked online and um, I was wondering if you could break down what food Stop Food Waste Australia is. Yeah, absolutely. So Stop Food Waste Australia, we've been uh, in existence since early 2021, so relatively new as an organisation. We are part of a, a wider structure and we have colleagues that are part of the Fight Food Waste Cooperative Research Centre. They uh, form the, the R&D component of our organisation and then we are more industry facing. So Australia signed up to 
um, the sustainable development goals. And as part of that, one of their commitments was the national food waste strategy. And that committed Australia to halving its food waste by 2030. And so I've been working in this space since about 2018, but um, a few few different government reports, et cetera, along that journey. And yeah, in 2021, Stop Food Waste Australia was established to lead the delivery of the strategy and particularly that interface with industry. Um, we know that they have a lot of the waste um, yeah, along the supply chain, but also um, a lot of the opportunity to, to redirect it or reduce it. Um, so we've got a few different ways we do that. The program I lead, the Australian Food Pact, we're really working with um, big end of town retailers, manufacturers, catering companies and the like uh, to look internally uh, where there might be opportunities to reduce waste in their own operations. But we're also asking them to look at their supply chains and understand how some of the decisions they make and uh, some of the ways that they frame their procurement, for example, might impact uh, waste volumes upstream and downstream. So, do you would you kind of go into a business from like agriculture um, and growing all the way through to a supermarket? You know, everyone that it touches in between, and kind of see, you know, would they come with you to you with an issue, or would you kind of approach them before they have an issue to see? you know, areas that they could improve on? Yeah, both. Um, so we, we will get organisations that will come to us with a specific challenge. More often, they, they know that there's challenges. And what we do is we've got a team of technical specialists and account managers that all highly experienced people in the food sector that can go on farm or, or go into that retail environment and quickly identify not just where that waste is occurring, but some of the causal factors that are leading to that waste. Um, so it's really a, a getting to know the organisation, understanding where their pain points are, and then um, looking for solutions uh, that we we might have or, or co-developing those with their teams. Because often what we find, the solutions actually live within the organisation. It's just us with coming to that challenge with a, a specific focus on food waste uh, that enables that discussion to happen and those uh, solutions to come to the surface. Yeah, it's interesting because food waste, I guess, is you know such an evil thing and it seem, it comes across as an evil thing, but I guess no one in their business or no one you know wants to make food waste and I guess people would be keen to make it better. Which, I don't know why that just occurred to me, but... You know, when we talk about food waste, it's always seen as it is a negative thing, um, but it's also seen as, oh, you know, that person could do better and, you know, things fly around, but no one never really sets out to be like, oh, I'm going to be really wasteful. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I've, I've never had a conversation with anyone who's you know, setting out to be wasteful. Um, the reality of our, our food system, and this is from, you know, our own kitchens at home through to large-scale manufacturing is – there is waste built into the system um, for a lot of good reasons. Um, there's, there's efficiencies, you know, food by its nature, it's it's organic, it's perishable, um, you know, so short shelf lives. All of those challenges that, that can lead to waste, they're very real and the solutions aren't necessarily simple or cheap. So, um, yeah, no one's for it, but it's not necessarily a simple challenge. No, and I know that it's a really hot topic because it is such a big problem. But on another level, I guess when people are approaching, you know, sustainable practices, it seems like the easiest one to get on top of, especially in a commercial kitchen. You know, you can see chefs 
they utilize whole ingredients now and they're creating byproducts and popping thing, interesting things on their menus. However, I am really keen to know what does food waste look like in Australia from you know both in amounts and also from a financial standpoint on the kind of levels that you deal with. Yeah, so the best estimates, I might start at the global level. Um, the, the best estimates we have is about 32% of global food supply by weight is wasted or is lost or wasted. Um, and that, that costs the global economy about $1.8 a year. Um, we use 25% of all water used in agriculture uh, goes to grow food that is subsequently lost or wasted. Um, and one in four of all food calories available on the planet is lost or wasted. So when you put that in the global perspective of food insecurity as well as uh, missed sale opportunity, it's it's a really wicked problem. The other element, um, and I guess one thing that's really driving the waste agenda at the moment is greenhouse gas emissions. And we know that if food waste was a country, it would be the third largest carbon emitter after the USA and China. So if it was a country, um, that that's the scale globally. If we bring that to Australia, we're talking 7.6 million tonnes of food. Uh, so somewhere between 9 and 10 MCGs worth of food is lost or wasted every year. And that's at a cost of about uh, $36.6 billion per year. Uh, so that cost is the, the cost um, of, of producing that material, the, the lost opportunity of selling it, and also the cost of dealing with that waste stream because obviously we have to do something with it if it's not being eaten. Yeah, and, and where do you think the biggest waste is occurring? Do you think it's at um, a level where it's in retail or is it on the farm or is it somewhere in between? Yeah, interestingly, we the Australian um, supply chain, it, it does differ from some of our comparable international um, countries where we have a relatively even distribution of waste being generated across the supply chain. And part of that is because we're such an agricultural nation, we export a whole lot of food. So there's waste generated for, from, from food that was uh, destined for export. Uh, so not necessarily comparable with, with what you might consider um, similar economies. Um, but in Australia, about 22% of food isn't leaving the farm. So massive opportunities behind the farm gate um, to sell that product, but to get that product harvested in the first instance and find economic ways to do that. Yeah, which, you know, it always ends up on the farmer, doesn't it? A lot of the time, like the, the people kind of growing it and then doing the hard yards and the financial pressure. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, that's why part of what we look at is how we can share that cost so that everyone can win. Um, and, and part of that, I know uh, for the listeners, go, go and have a look at the report that KPMG and Food Bank have done around tax incentives for um, donation of food and services into food relief. Because if we can um, create a, another not revenue stream, but a tax rebate for farmers to donate that food, then all of a sudden there's one less barrier there for them to harvest the food in the first place. Is it that that food is not being like bought by someone or is it just not worthy of going into supermarkets or like, you know, or is it just not good quality? 
No, most of most of the food that is is wasted is of edible quality. It's nutritious. You know, we we create in Australia really high quality food, um, and no, some of it doesn't meet retail specs, um, and that is a. a source of waste there are secondary markets in place where food that might not meet retail can be diverted into into other streams into food service into kitchens into catering where you know the how, how nice it looks perhaps isn't quite as much of a factor but we can do a lot more in that space and there's there's companies now setting up to do exactly that uh to try and move those second third grade produce uh into places where they can become profitable for the farmer. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I mean, as a chef, you're always like, oh, you know, what an opportunity. <laughs> and, and exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm no chef and I'll openly admit that uh, I'm, I'm not an expert in the kitchen, but if I'm cutting up a carrot, it doesn't matter what that carrot looked like at the start. And I think that's a really simple to understand message that if it's, you know, fresh and, and nutritious, um, sometimes how it looks isn't the key factor determining yeah, taste and quality. And do you ever feel, um, I guess, working with figures like that and I guess the front line of it, do you ever feel overwhelmed by the amount of waste? I've probably become somewhat normalised to it. They are really big figures, um, but really it comes down to, to the individual decisions that get made uh, within, and I talk a lot about within operational control. So within, you know, a, a procurement manager's responsibility within your kitchen, uh, you know, within a, a corporate kitchen, um, what can you do within your control? Um, and I'm very fortunate. I get visibility across a lot of organizations and the great work they're doing to try and uh, shift the dial within their control. And it's just reframing it. And I think one of the key tools we use is rather than talking about food waste, we're talking about food. And all of a sudden that value shift and how people approach the, the problem that we're trying to solve it becomes it becomes really real when you're talking about food rather than than adding the waste bit on. Yeah, it's it's really true. I think you know a lot of chefs are kind of moving into product development and development and manufacturing of um, you know items, you know chili oils or um, marinades and ferments and things like that. And just as another revenue stream, potentially even using up some of those secondary ingredients and when you work with businesses that are already kind of producing foods like that and for people, you know, like me, think interested in um, maybe creating a product, do you have any advice when considering the setup of, you know, what to do before you get to the point of having food waste? Is there anything that you can kind of do during the, the setup to eradicate that? I think it's being really conscious of, the co-product or waste streams that might be developed as part of a product um, when it's in really small scale. So if, if it's fresh products coming in and there's there's offcuts, et cetera, looking for the opportunities to do something else with them, whether that's in a kitchen environment or, you know, redistribution, you know, compost, dehydration, black soldier fly, you know, there's some really interesting things we can do with, with surplus and co-products. Um, sometimes we can upcycle into new products as well and, and there's additional revenue streams. But it's really looking at those when we're small so that as these new ideas scale, what are the opportunities? Uh, or trying to 
you know, get ahead of that headache that we might have if we scale and then all of a sudden we've got this waste stream. We've got a great profitable uh, idea that we've commercialized, fantastic, but we've created a, a waste problem in the, in the process. So trying to get ahead of that and think it through. I know the Ella MacArthur Foundation did some really interesting research where they found 80% of the environmental impacts and benefits of products and services are determined right at the start in the early design stages. So it's just being aware of that and then considering what the options are for any any co-products coming off that process. Yeah, I think people have become a lot more aware of kind of you know waste within their lives around food or you know clothing and just waste in general and um, I wrote the book kind of based on people like you and me who want to make a bit of a difference in lives and um, some of those figures and stats that you're talking about are very overwhelming and I guess for individuals seem like that you just can't make a difference at all when you're talking about numbers like that and you know it's on industry and, and government levels. Do you think that individuals can make a, a kind of a difference? Yeah, I absolutely do. And I think it comes back to that operational control. We can control what what is moving through our hands, what we're buying. And I think a really good way of thinking about how we handle food uh, is thinking about typically, not for everyone, but typically the behaviours that our grandparents used around food. So typically they bought and prepared appropriately. They bought the amount of food that they were likely to need for the week. Um, another thing that's really come through in, in recent research is planning for changes in plans. So you, if you're likely to be eating out two nights a week, how do you, how do you build that into your meal planning and grocery shopping? Uh, if you are generating leftovers, you know, how are you um, putting them somewhere different in the fridge so that you know your, your teenage kids know to go there first, whatever it might be that works in your household, but being really conscious of those things. Um, because we know on average, well, a couple of years ago when the work was done, it's two and a half to three thousand dollars per household um, in grocery spend that we're wasting. So it's a really financial implication to putting a bit of effort into planning around our food as well. Um, and we know through the research, you know, just appropriate use of fridge and freezer. We've all got them, um, but how, how well are we uh, using those tools around our food? How well are we matching serving sizes uh, to who we're feeding? It's, there's no silver bullet. There's no easy win. It's the behaviours that we all know, um, but perhaps could uh, practice a little bit more often. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because if you said to someone, hey, here's three grand a year <laughs> to buy food with, you know, you jump on it straight away. It's incredible that it, you know, is going to waste because it might just be, I don't know, a lettuce a week or a bok choy that you don't use or, you know, quite often not all of the spring onions, um, but it definitely all adds up. Um, yeah, it's just an incredible insight into what's happening in Australia, um, I think there's been some really interesting organisations along the way who've really shone light on food waste, like Oz Harvest and Second Bite. And we've got Feed Me Surf Coast down here. And I think Yoast Backer was a big part of, the, you know, some of the first people who are shining the light on some of the problems. 
Um, and I can see in the industry as well, there's some solutions that we can kind of put into place to reduce food waste like composting and you know, recycling. And a big one, I think, is cooking and um, cooking skills and kind of changing menus more often. And it's kind of taking the pressure off that, that supply chain. And do you think that um, kind of seasonal cooking can be a part of the solution as well? Like if we kind of rallied together and only started using real seasonal produce in supermarkets that, you know, it might take some of the pressure off the growers or that kind of the, I guess, the supply chain? Yeah, I, I do. I think certainly within that that restaurant environment, I think people are looking for that as well. They're looking for something fresh. They want to try new things when they're eating out. They're not necessarily wanting to recreate what they might do at home. So I think there's a real opportunity to to educate through that eating out experience around, you know, how do you use a bok choy? Because um, I probably wouldn't have a clue in that um <laughs> I, I'm probably representative of a lot of people in that we are, we've we've got our behaviours and we tend to stick to what we know. So I think using that eating out experience is a real opportunity to educate people on how we use and what are seasonal, what is seasonal produce. Yeah. I mean, that's really exciting as a chef because sometimes, you know, everyone says, like I said in the book, you know, where the canary in the coal mine of – the change that can happen because um, we're we're in food, but it's exciting to know that that can actually make a difference. And if you know, there's an organisation out there who are you know keen to get a bit of help on this. How do they get in contact with you, or how does how does that program or system work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first place to go would be our website, stopfoodwaste.com.au. Otherwise, Sam at fightfoodwastecrc.com.au would love to have a chat with anyone who's just wanting to chat about food waste, really. Um, but if we can help in some way or partner up, really looking to also amplify what other cool stories are out there and what people are doing, because food waste is still a emerging topic in Australia. I know folks in Europe have been talking about this for a lot longer than what we have. Um, so there's just a general awareness raising opportunity as well. Um, so yeah, platforms like this are fantastic for just raising the profile of food waste and the opportunity um, right through the supply chain, but also for you know, everyday Australians in their kitchen. Yeah, which I think, you know, it is easy to get overwhelmed, but I think it's that, you know, what you're saying, it, it is an incredible opportunity to solve a problem but to also come up with some really interesting ways to get around it and I mean Danny do you want to say anything? Um, oh, it's such a great discussion and I think one of the things about food waste is that we all have a stake in it uh, and we all can do something about it uh, so I don't know if when we think about all the problems that are facing us I find food waste it is overwhelming as as you've said but it's something that you can do something about like literally today uh you know whether it's going into the into your fridge and making a, a soup out of vegetable scraps or making a vegetable stock paste you know I think it's uh something that you can start to turn around immediately and in that sense I suppose you know maybe it is um uh, a site of hope as well as a site of, of overwhelm and, and despair. Yeah, often I kind of get a bit nervous to talk about food waste because it becomes a bit overwhelming, but I actually feel quite empowered, <laughs> you know, to come away from this discussion and 
kind of think that there's a lot of hope and that we can do it, you know, when you hear those numbers that you can do it at a smaller level. Um, yeah, I'm so grateful. And I think, as you said, Joe, it's something um, I had that light bulb moment as well. It's like, like, yeah, no one wants to waste food. Of course they don't. Like it's expensive and silly and, you know, you've even if it's just that you've gone to the trouble of carrying it from the shops, it's still, you know, you'd rather, you'd rather not waste it. Yeah, and it's often the bigger companies you kind of look at and you're like, ah, oh, you're doing it so badly. Like why are you wasting? But the idea of actually getting behind and helping, I think, that's the right kind of way to go um, because if we all kind of work together, then we could definitely eradicate this issue. Um, we, there's a lot of brilliant people out there and I think what Stop Food Waste Australia is doing, what you're doing, Sam, is really incredible. Um, yeah, really grateful that you've come and had a chat with me and, and Danny and everyone. No, thank you for the opportunity. It's been been great to chat. Like I said, if anyone wants more information, um Happy to chat. I know, you know, just on your comment around people look at the at the big end of town and the retailers as um, part of the problem. They're part of the problem, but really everyone's part of the solution. Like those those big numbers, fifty two percent of our food waste is happening at the consumption end. So you know, thirty two percent in households, but there's sixteen percent of that big number, that seven point six million tons, happening in hospitality and institutions. So you know, there is really big opportunities in kitchens all over Australia, and that's um, a really exciting opportunity. And so grateful to have the opportunity to chat to you today oh you're so amazing sam thanks so much thank you this is dirty linen and i'm danny valent we air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about hearing from different people with unique perspectives we want to hear from you as well if you have something that needs to be said about a topic get in touch so we can include your perspective Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.